We're going to begin here, ten lines down, on Menchad, on Aleph, by the two dots. Amir Brihuda, Brader, Shmuel, Barshilat, Mishmeh, the Rav. Tishach, Ludagan, Vachadach, Al-Yerek, Mitztarfim. If nine people who ate grains, and then one person who ate Yerek, who ate vegetables, they can be Mitztarif to get to Asara for the ten that you need for Zimun to mention the Shem HaShem Alokeinu. Amir Bizera, by me, neighbor of Yehuda, Shmonamahu. I asked of Rabbi Yehuda, what is the story with eight? If you have eight that ate grain, and then you have two that ate Yerek. Or Shiva Mahu. What happens if there are seven? Amalei Loshna. It makes no difference. Shisha, and here there's a very difficult part of the Girsa about exactly what happened. Says, Shisha Vadei Lo Mibayli. I definitely didn't ask six because that wasn't a question for me. So Amalei Birmiya, Shapir Abatelo Yibaylocha. It's a good reason why you didn't ask that. Hatam Time Amai. What's the reason by all of these others that it works? That you have some people ate Dagan, some people ate Dagyarek, Mishum Dikaruba. Because it has to do with the rove. As with the majority, as long as the majority ate grain, then you can bench and have ten people together for the mizuman to say elukeinu. Hachanami, so too with six, the same din with ikaruba. savar. On the other hand, Rabbi Zera seems to have hold ruba de minkar beinan that you need rov haminkar. So it's not clear from the girsa that we have in our gemara. It's very difficult. And Rashi changes the girsa. You can see in the Bach to vai lov mi Whoa! I should have asked six. I only asked about eight and seven. I didn't ask about six. Then Rabbi Yirmiya says it's a good thing you didn't ask about six because six, seven, and eight should all be the same din. The Gemara then replies, why did Rabbi Zayr wonder about six as opposed to seven, eight, nine? Because of this din of Ruba the Minkar. has to be a robe that is clear. It can't be that you're on the precipice, you're on the edge. Six and four, I mean, that's right on the edge of being the robe. Seven already is a robe that's clear, that you have seven people who ate the gun. There's no question that they are the majority. That's actually the way we paskin, that you knew Ruba the Minkar. You need at least seven people of eating grain, meaning hamotzi, washed, and have partaken in the suda to bench with the shem elokeinu, and you can mimtzareif three people who ate other items to that to make the shem elokeinu. Yanai malku malkuta, krichu riftaba deodori. Yanai the melech and his malka were eating their meal. They were having the royal meal together. And then, umidikatalu rabbanan, after Yanai Melech had killed out all the rabbanan, the story is told in the Gemara and Kiddushin, he was not happy with the rabbanan because they did not prove of him as being a Kohen, and therefore he killed them all out. He had nobody to bench on their behalf. They were not well versed enough to bench themselves, or as a leader Mizuman, and they needed someone else. They needed a Tamar Chochem to come in. But he had killed all of them. So, Amrallah the Bitu, Manya Ivlan, Gavra the Mavarichlan, says to his wife, Who's going to come? Which Tamar Chochem are going to have that can bench for us? Promise me, swear to me, that if I bring someone in to bench for us, that you won't kill him, you won't bother him, you won't cause him any trouble. So he promised her, She brought in her brother, Shimon ben Shetach. She had hit her brother, taking care of her brother, Shimon Shetach, to protect him from the king. The queen's brother was Shimon ben Shetach, and she calls her brother in to bench on behalf of the king and the queen. They sat him down between the king and the queen. Amalei Chazid, Kama Yakra of Dinalach. The Yanai Melech says to Shimon Shetach, Look how much honor, Kavod I'm giving you. I'm sitting you right here between the king and the queen. Amalei Lavat, Kama Yakra, Eloraitahi, Dimilkrali. Says, You're not the one giving him the honor. The honor is coming from the Torah. It's because I'm a Talmud Chacham, and because I have the Torah, that is why I'm getting this Kavod. Nothing to do with you. Shimon Shetach and Yana Melech, in a number of places, it's in Gwaran Sanhedrin, as well as Kedushin, have a very rocky relationship, especially since he's the brother-in-law of the king. And over here, once again, you see that uneasiness between them. Tichtiv, because the Pasuk says, Salsaleha, 
The Torah, if you embrace it and you toil in the Torah, then it will uplift you. It will give you honor. That's what Shimon Shetach says back to Yanai. All the honor that I have is because of the Torah, nothing to do with you. So the king says to the queen, see, that's the problem with these Rabbanan. They don't accept my leadership, my rulership, my authority. And so he talks back. They brought him a coat of yayin to make the bracha to bench on. How can I make a bracha here? That Baruch, blessed, be the one who, Yana and his friends who ate from from that which belongs to him. Meaning that Shimon Shechtach couldn't be the Zimun because he was making a bracha on behalf of others in which he couldn't participate. And we'll see that later on tomorrow's daft, that that's not possible. He downed that cup that they brought him. And they brought him another cup of wine. And then he benched. So he was mitzdarif because he then had drank a cup of wine. And therefore he was able to be mitzdarif to shlosha. So He did it for his own good, his own benefit. Whether that means that he was a dat yachid and that's what he believed, or he knew that he was in a difficult situation and had to bench. That even though you can be mitzdarif to the mizuman, you cannot lead the mizuman unless you were one who partook of the meal, that you had a kezayit worth of dagan. That a person who goes ahead and joins a group of people who have been eating, even he dipped the little vegetables with them into the dressing, he didn't eat anything else with them, except for one fig, he's allowed to join them for the Mizuman. Gemara says, wait a minute, that's not a question. It's the Rufa Mitzdarif. You're right, you can join a Mizuman. But to be motzi, the others, to lead the benching, that you have to eat a kezayit dagan in order to be the leader of the benching. That he only dipped with them the vegetables into the brine, or ate one fig with them, to be mitzareif with them, to join the mizumen, you need to eat just anything. In order to bench on their behalf, to be the leader of the Mizuman, you have to be the one of the people that washed and ate and partook of the meal. Amar of Achana bar Yehuda mishmei derava, hilchotah the loche is, achal aleh yerek, v'shatakosho yayin, if he eats just one little leaf of a vegetable, and he drinks a cup of wine, mitzareif, otzi, enu motzi, ajuchol kezayit dagan. But in order to be motzi others, you need at least a kezayit dagan, you need at least a kezayit of bread to join the meal to be the leader of the zimun. But otherwise, you can join together. And as Tosu points out, by that that is the aloha. And some want to say that only works for a zimun of ten. Because by a zimun of ten, you, you can join in someone who didn't eat the gun. But for three, you're not mitzdarif. Yerushalmi says that it even works by a mezuman of three, and that's the way the re paskin. On the other hand, the sarmi kutsi mefarish dein alacha koto brayta Yerushalmi paskins against that brayta. Nevertheless, we do paskin like that brayta Yerushalmi, like what it says in the Gemara, that shtia is enough to be mitzdarif, both for shtia or achila is enough to be mitzdarif for ten, or for three, that's as long as there are two people washed, the third person can be someone who did not wash. And the same is true by the ten. If seven people washed, then the other three can be people who just ate or drank, did something to participate in the meal, but they don't have to be people that washed 
and joined in the meal. This machlokah here between the Ri and the Sarmikutsi goes back to what we saw in the previous daf, which is that the Bishonim are arguing about whether 10 is more chashuv or 3 is more chashuv. So if there's a din by 10, does that mean it automatically applies by 3? Or is it the other way around? If there's a din by 3, it automatically applies by 10. We can see here, the Ri thinks that the din is equal both by 10 and 3. As the Sarmikutsi is willing to have this din apply by 10, but not by 3. Now the Gemara mentions over here, Achi Yochal Kezayitagan. That you're allowed to join the meal once you've eaten a kezaitagan. Problem with that is that be chayav benching or birgat mazom in a Torah, you have to eat kedais via. You have to eat enough that you are satisfied. We know that from the Gemara and Yoma. That's tovet agasa. That's like a big fat date. That's not the size of a kezayit. So if over here he's only eating a kezayit, how can he be motzi the other people in their benching? So what are you going to say? Fine, he's chayav midrabanan, and when he's chayav midrabanan, he's allowed to or he can be motzi other people. So that's a possibility. But Rashi says you can't say that because Lamar later on is going to say that a katan cannot be motzi the rabim. A katan who's only chayav midrabanan cannot be motzi other people. So if that's the case, you can't say someone here is derabanon, chayav can be motzi, people are chayav midoraita. Rashi says the comparison is not right. And this is a fundamental machlokit you're going to hear between Tosafot and Rashi in Chinuch. Rashi says when it comes to Chinuch, the child has no mitzvah. He says, alei davua ramya. It's the mitzvah of the father to be mechanech the child. The child themselves has no mitzvah to do or to bench or to do anything that deals with Chinuch. And therefore, there's a big difference over here. The reason a koton can't bench for others is because a koton is not chayav even midr abanon. His father is chayav to make him bench or to ensure that he benches. But he's not chayav, and that's why he can't be motzi others. On the other hand, over here, where someone is chayav midr abanon, he can be motzi people that are chayav midr And that's the way Rashi solves the problem. Tosafot says that can't be. I disagree. He says, I disagree with Rashi's view of Chinuch. When it comes to Chinuch, it's not just an obligation on the father. There is also an obligation on the child. And the child is Chayav Midr But if that's the case, we're back to square one. The child is Chayav Midr He cannot be Motzi, other people. Over here, someone who ate a Gazayit Agan is also only Chayav Midr Yet, we're saying that he can be Motzi, others, in a Zimun. So Tosus brings down two answers. One from the Bahag, which Rashi also quotes and rejects, in the meal here. All the people only ate a Gazayit. So it's person who's chayav midrabanan. He's only motzi other people that are midrabanan. Rashi rejects that answer, and so does Tosafot. And then Tosafot says in Yerlechalik, you have to differentiate the katan chenu barchiyuv klal deoraita. Katan can never reach a level where he is chayav minat Torah. No matter what he does, he will never be chayav Torah. Even if he eats kadeis viyah, even if he eats enough to be satisfied, he will never be chayav minat Torah. His obligation is derabanan, and will always remain derabanan. On the other hand, when it comes to a adult who eats a gazayit dagan, he's chayav midrabanan, but he does have the possibility of getting to a level of doraita. He just isn't doing it now. And therefore, he has the ability to be motzi others because of arevut. He has the ability to be motzi others, just like yatsa motzi. If you are ready, yotzi a mitzvah, you can be motzi others. So to over here, a person who is now chayav midrabanan, and he could elevate himself to a level of doraita, that's enough to allow him to be motzi others. Aval gadol, shubar chayuvah minatorak, yachudei sviyah, muchuyabah davar kwinembe, afilolo achal klau. Even if he didn't eat it all, he would be called chayav. Well, if that's the case, why does he have to eat a kezayit dagan at all? If you're chayav in the mitzvah, even though you didn't eat anything, why do we say here kezayit dagan? So Tosmo says, that's because the zimun says, nevarech she'achalnu mishalo. says, let's give a bracha to the one we ate from. Just like Shimon Manchetach had a problem, he couldn't bench unless he ate something, so he drank the wine. So so too, Tosmo says, the same thing here, the kezayit dagan is just to make sure that the person can say, nevarech she'achalnu mishalo, but not 
because that's the obligation, that's what makes him able to be motzi others. He can be motzi others even if he ate nothing, but in order to say nevareich, he has to say the dagan. So again, a fundamental machlok between Rashi and Tosafot with regards to how we view chinuch. Rashi says chinuch is the obligation of the father, the child is never chayav, whereas Tosafot says the child is a bar chayuva midrabanan, but it's in distinction to a chayuv midrabanan by an adult, because over there, the adult can reach a level del raita. Since they uh, can be obligated del raita, they can be motzi others, even if they never reach the level del rabbanan. The child who always remains in the world of the rabbanan cannot be motzi others that are at the level del raita. Amar of Nachman, Moshe Diken Lisel Birkat Azan. Nachman says that the first brach of Azan in benching, Moshe established, Bishash Yerad Lehem Aman, the time that the man came down in the Midbar. Yeshua Tiken Lehem Birkat Aretz, B'Shash and Ichnesul Aretz. When they enter into Eretz Yisrael, Yeshua is metakeh in the bracha of Al-Aretz Velamazon. David and Shlomo tiknu Bonei Yerushalayim. When it comes to the bracha Bonei Yerushalayim, David and Shlomo put it together. David tiken al Yisrael amcha, val Yerushalayim irecha. He put together the part about Yisrael and Yerushalayim. Shlomo tiken al Abayit HaGadol HaGadosh, on the Mikdash which he built. Hatov v'metiv b'yavne tiknuah. Hatov v'metiv is a bracha de Rabbanan that was only established in Yavne, Keneged Harugei Beitar. For the Harugei Beitar, the Romans had wiped out the city of Beitar, and they did not allow the people to bury those that were found inside. The Romans finally acquiesced to allow those that are inside Beitar to be buried. That all the bodies that were left in Beitar had not rotted, decomposed. And the Metiv is that they were allowed to be buried in the end. We'll discuss this a lot more tomorrow, but Tosavot says that the brach was actually instituted independently and then later inserted into Birkat Amazon. It's not clear from tomorrow's death if that's the case. Tosavot Ben-Babamibet says that. Tarabanan, Seder Birkat Amazon. What is the proper way to say Birkat Amazon? Kachi, bracha rishonah Birkat Hazan, shnia Birkat Aretz, shlishit b'nei Yerushalayim, rivit atova meitiv. Ubi Shabbat, when it comes to Shabbat, matchil b'nechama, umesayim b'nechama. When it comes to insertions from Einam Ora on Shabbat, you begin the bracha of Nechama, which is Rachem. Rashi over here notes that there was another girsa of benching for Shabbat, that they used to say Nachem. And Tosvet also mentions this idea that there was a different girsa of Nachem for Shabbat because of the problem of not saying Tachnunim on Shabbat. And since Nachem is not a Lashon Tachnunim, therefore you say that on Shabbat instead of the Rachem. Tosvet says, doesn't matter, Nachem, Rachem, they all mean the same thing, they're all a Lashon of Tachnunim. Nevertheless, Tosot says you can still say Rachem on Shabbat because of what's called Tofes Brachot. This is the normal Matbeah Brachot that you say every day. We're not going to switch it for Shabbat because of this issue of Tachnunim. We're not going to start making changes in benching. This is benching for all the time, including Shabbat, and we're not going to mess around with it even though there might be some problem with regards to saying Tachnunim on Shabbat. So therefore, when he starts out, you start up Rachem or Nachem, in the middle of that bracha, you insert the Shabbat, and then you conclude with Nechama as well. If you want to say it in the bracha of Rachem, go ahead. If you want to insert it in the bracha of Lamazon, you can do it there. If you want to put it into Tova Meitiv, put it in there. Say, you must place it in the bracha of Rachem. Chachamim are the same opinion as the Tanakamu said that you insert Shabbat in the middle of Nechama. When it says, The question is, are you Yotze B'Diyavid if you put it somewhere else? So the Chachamim say you must place it into Rachim, and that's the only proper placement for it, otherwise you're not Yotze. The Tanakamu says that is the proper placement for it, but B'Diyavid, if you placed it somewhere else, that it would be okay. 
know that benching is from the Torah? It says all of these items. Now, the Gemara is going to break down the Pasuk. It says, The Pasuk says, The Gemara is breaking it down to say, You have to see here, there's an Ot Aleph from the Gra. The Gra reverses them and says, so you have to say, So that's Birkat Haaretz. Hatova Zubone Yerushalayim. Tova Zushalayim. Chenu Omer. Hahara Tova Zev Alevanon. So that is a reference to Yerushalayim. Hahara Tova Zev Alevanon. So Tov refers to Yerushalayim to the Mikdash. And therefore in the Pasuk, Ala Haaretz Hatova, we're going to say Tova means the brach of Yerushalayim. Asher Natanach, that Hashem gave to you, Zua Tova Meitiv. That is the brach of Tova Meitiv. So now, according to this mandomar, you have the pasuk defines that there are four brachot min Torah and tov min meitiv is midoraita. See, in tomorrow's daf, there's a machloket whether tov meitiv is midorabanan or midoraita. Only alacharab. That's only a bracha afterwards. Fanav minay. Now we know you have to make a bracha rishona. Amarat kavachomer. We said this earlier already in the beginning of the sixth parak. It's a kavachomer. Shusava mivarech shuraev lokosh again. When he's satisfied, he makes a bracha. When he's hungry, he certainly should make a bracha. So Rabbi Omer enu tzarich. Rabbi says that's not necessary to have this Kalve Chomer. The Gra changes the Girsa to say that the first statement was Divi Rabbi Shmuel, and this statement over here is not Rabbi, but Rabbi Rabbi Akiva. It says, Vachalta, Visavato, Uveirachta, Zubirkat Azan. That is Birkat Azan, and again the Gra changes this not to Beirachta, but Et Hashem Lokecha, that's Birkat Azan. Alval Birkat Azimun. What about Birkat Azimun? We learned before that Vachal Tavisavatu Veirachta Veirachta is Birkat Hazimun. Et Hashem Elokecha is Birkat Hazan. So now Rabbi Akiva comes along, or Rabbi comes along and says, "Wait a minute, Uberachta Et Hashem Elokecha is Birkat Hazan." So where am I going to learn Zimun out? That I learned out from the other pasuk that which we brought again in the beginning of the parak. Migalu Hashem Iti Urumah Shema Yachtav. So the Gemara asks the source for Birkat Hazimun. It brought two psukim. Kishem Hashem Elokav Vgodo Dalokenu. And the other one was Gadul Hashem Iti Unoroma Moshma Yachdav. We'll learn it out of there. Al Aretz Zubikad Aretz Atova Zubna Yushlaim Chene Omer Har Atova Zev Alabanon Atova Meitiv BiYavne Teknua Atova Meitiv was established in Yavne, and therefore I'm not going to have any part of the pasuk that is giving me the limud for Atova Meitiv. In the Alacharav Lufanav Minayin Tamalomar Shenatanach Mishatan Lecha. Once it's given to you, then you have to make a bracha. So Shenatanach comes to teach you. That once the food's given to you, you must make a bracha before you eat it. And that's how we get the bracha rishona out of the pasuk, because in this limud, he has the additional ashenat tanach at the end, because he doesn't say that tova meitiv is mina Torah, that ashenat tanach is available to learn out bracha rishona from it. That's not the source. It says that Hashem will bless your water and your bread. So don't read it as uberach, that Hashem is the one who gives the bracha, Eller uvarech. That you must make a bracha. lechem. When you something called lechem, call them shiochlena before you eat it. And therefore it says over here, that you have to make a bracha on that lechem. Because it's spelled chaser without a yud. Had it been with a yud, we would have said uveirach. Instead it's read the chaser though, you can read it as barech. Since barech means you make the bracha, from there you will learn out that there's a bracha rishona. And this is the story in Shmuel Aleph when Shaul goes with his Na'ar to go find the Atonot that his father had lost. And they come to the city in which Shmuel and Avi is found. And when they come into the city, they ask, where is Shmuel? And the young girls who are going out to draw the water say, don't worry, 
you can find Shmuel because he has to come here to give a bracha to the Zevach before anybody can eat. Since everybody's gathered here and they're going to have a Zevach, we know Shmuel is going to show up here. Gemara says, lama. Why did the young girls give such a long-winded answer? Gemara answers, Because women are loquacious and they like to speak. They were enjoying looking at Shaul. That he was a very good-looking man, a handsome young man. And from his shoulder above, he was taller than anybody else. Because the transition between different kings don't have even a moment where we shorten one kingdom before we bring in the next one. And Shmuel is going to end up anointing Shaul to be the king. Shmuel was then the leader of Israel, and Shaul was about to take over that position. But they didn't want Shaul's reign to impinge upon Shmuel's reign. And therefore, the girls who spoke for extra time caused a tarrying in Shaul meeting Shmuel. And in that delay, it became the right time for Shaul to be the new leader. Now, what was the proof from the fact that Shmuel made the brach on the Zevach? So Rashi says, Sounds like the Shmuel was coming to make a brach on the Zevach. Where was their command? So you see that you have to make a bracha before you eat the zevach, before you eat the korban. So there is a bracha rishona, or a source for bracha rishona. That's a source for benching. How do I know that Torah also requires a bracha? Because if you're making a bracha on things that are temporary in the physical world, then certainly you should make a bracha on things that are eternal, like the Torah. You don't have to do that. So the Shava of Natan Nelacha, just like by the Aretz you acquire a bracha, so too over here by the Torah you're going to require a bracha. Something that's going to come up in the ninth parak. How do you know that you make a bracha on the bad just like you make it on the good? Whatever Hashem judges out or meets out to you. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Whatever Hashem gives to you, that you have to make a bracha on. And Rashi claims that the Midah Tova here is the Torah. And that's how this fits into the Gemara here, that the Midah Tovah means you also have to make a bracha on the Torah. That's the extra hey there. That's Torah. So you can learn out of the Pasuk of the Birkat Amazon, you can learn out the Birkat Torah from that, because of the extra hey of HaTovah. That is that there are two things that are Tov. Tov is Torah. Tov is also Yerushalayim. And from that we learn out both Birkat Yerushalayim as well as Birkat HaTorah. That goes back to what we spoke about at the beginning of the parrot, that there is some connection between benching and Birkat HaTorah. Here the Gemara draws a very close parallel between them. And we discuss the reasons for that connection between Birkat HaTorah and Birkat HaMazon. Okay, we'll stop over here.